With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Tennis in 10 podcast. Thank you for rejoining me uh, after day three of the U.S. Open. And, you know, going back to day one's uh, slate of players, you know, going back at it in second round two days later, um, it sort of followed trend in what I thought was another very enjoyable uh, opening weekday at the Open, um, both for some of the... Uh, you know some of the more conventional wins. You think about Rafael Nadal uh, really taking care of Andreas Seppi without much trouble at all, doing so under a closed roof for the first time. I think the tournament was thrilled to be able to actually unveil that on what has been a a very warm, muggy, hot week so far. Uh, but they did get to open it without uh, any trouble, to their delight, of course. And, and, you know, also going back to some of the more the surprising results we saw, two come to mind right away. You know, first on Ash before Nadal was a fellow Spaniard guard by Muguruza, a French Open champion, has now lost second round in two straight majors since that. And she's actually lost before the fourth round at three of the four slams this year. And, you know, notably in the other one, she goes and wins the title. She goes down to Anastasia Sevasova um, in what was just a a ghastly performance, quite frankly, from Muguruza. You know, someone who you would never have suspected would have the chops to win a major, um, given what you saw just on this evening. Um, errors, forehand, backhand, all around. Really little composure, really. Um, and this is against, in Sevasova, a player who actually retired from tennis three years ago. And it still, to me, seems like the occasion can get to Muguruza, which is so hard to to wrap your head around considering her, her trip to the Wimbledon final two years ago and winning Roland Garros this year. But I really thought it was about of nerves in that respect, but more so just incredibly poor execution um, across the net. She actually was given quite a reprieve from Sevasova, who you know, really nearly put together quite a, a choke job in the second set. She led five, uh, 4-0 and 5-1 and was broken twice. Uh, and you know, Muguruza serving at 4-5 to get back to level terms and lo and behold, she's broken in that game after a series of poor errors. Um, just a not a not a good tournament at all, quite obviously, from Muguruza. The bigger really surprise, though, was what we saw earlier in the day from Ryan Harrison, who continues a very nice summer stretch. 
Um, he qualified for the Open. Also won World Team Tennis last week for what it's worth. And he, you know, to him, he said it was worth something. He uh, goes out and eliminates number five seed Nilas Raonic in four sets. Now Raonic, the Canadian, hampered by cramps, um, pretty severe ones, as he as he explained in his post match press conference. But you know, for Harrison, um, a player who I've followed for a long time, pretty much because of his Open results, he started off in the 2010 Open as an 18 year old, really making. His debut by beating Ivan Lubacic in the first round and going down in a just a classic on the old grandstand, you know, missing three match points against Tukovsky. Today on the new grandstand, I suppose it's sort of appropriate given the names and where Harrison's career kind of is at this point. Um, you know, he takes out Raonic in four sets. He, before the cramps really overcame, the favorite, uh, Raonic, it was still a very strong effort from Harrison to um, just dictate the game that Raonic so often has on his rack. I thought Harrison returned exceptionally well. He took advantage of an off-par uh, day serving from Raonic. There's no doubt about that, but just with the confidence that that Harrison has, and he told me that when when I talked to him actually last Friday at Forest Hills, he said that it really starts with his serve too. When you think of how much the serve plays into um, into Raonic's game, that's kind of obvious given the strength of that shot. But but it, it, you know it's a shot that any player when they're it needs to be something that you're not thinking about that you are executing with confidence first and second serve it's it's just critical and that's really what Harrison's game if it's not known for that um, he needs to have it going to augment what he does from the baseline and you know he, he can serve pretty well he can get into the 130s and you know now he gets actually a you know I would say a winnable third rounder against Marcos Baghdadis and you know we'll see where what he can make of this opportunity I found it very interesting after that match to listen to both of their press conferences excuse me and Raonic was asked about really Harrison's career and sort of what he's thought of it where he sees him right now actually and he you know Raonic is a great interview because he they truly both are great interviews because they they are so thoughtful both these players um, and Raonic said essentially that you get in what you put out of what you 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 get you get what you put into it, and I think you know he was trying not to say in a way that some of Harrison's sort of the way he plays and the really emotional game that he has been known for, which is the complete opposite of of Raonic, just such a stoic player. You know, I think he was commending him at this point for really sort of just focusing on his game and doing what he can uh, to make the most of it, given his obvious gifts. Um, really good press conferences from both those two, and they're available on usopen.org if you want to read them or listen to the video. Um, not sure if you're aware of the press access to um, to these interviews, but they're pretty uh, open source now. Um, on the tournament's website, usopen.org. Um, 
you know, the rest of the day, kind of want to run on a few other matches. Karen Wozniacki, I thought a notable win over Kuznetsova. Uh, trails four love in the first set, wins four and four. Not a score you typically see given that start. Um, <clears throat> Monfils moved to Arthur Ashe Stadium after Djokovic, uh, Yuri Vesely. Uh, Djokovic gets by on a walkover. You know he has to appreciate that given the way he looked in the first round. Just not a very encouraging start to the term for Djokovic. He'll gladly take this free pass into the third round. Monfils, um, you know. A good guy, a good substitute for Arthur Ashe, given the shot making that he pulled off. There's some really vine worthy stuff on social media. You can check that out for sure. Um, Johanna Kanta, speaking of what you may see on social media, uh, a, a scary collapse on the court during <clears throat> excuse me, a very humid day. Comes back and wins in three sets, though. Um, for the most part, this was a strong day for the seeds. Um, Kerber over Lucic Baroni in a tough one. Uh, 6-2, 7-6, 9-7 in the breaker. Um, I like what I saw from Isner and Sock, two players from day one that had extreme, had five-set wins over Young, um, over um, Tiafo and Fritz, two young Americans. But really coming out today on Armstrong and, and you know following those up with, with two nice uh, victories getting to the third round. Sock won one and two over Misha Zverev. Isner 6-3-6-4 loses the tiebreaker uh, you know that's usually the opposite and then 6-3 in the fourth so both those two I like what um, they bring and uh, on this day moving on to day uh, to day four at the open and the big match at the end of the night Steve Johnson speaking of the American top ranked American Steve Johnson versus Juan Martin Del Potro We'll have coverage of that. I'm also going to cover Jared Donaldson's match against Victor Troitsky in court 13. Um, <clears throat> teenage American there and uh, see what he does. It's also a, another Andy Murray show. Uh, the Williams sisters as well. It's a good uh, It's a good day four. I think I think we'll see improvement from uh, the, the day two slated players. Um, I think this is, again, all part of a very strong first week. Not something you always see at the slams, but I've noticed at the Open. That's it for Tennis in 10. Uh, This is Ed McGrogan. We'll be back again tomorrow from the U.S. Open. Thank you for listening. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 